Hey everybody, it's J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast and Red Pill University. Hey, this is another Red Pill lesson. One, two, part B, maybe C, never know, but this is our lessons. Hey, this is what I want you to do, this is your professor, J.R. Bell right here and Red Pill University, from Red Pill University. Listen, here's what I want you to do, grab your notebook. You're going to need some writing. You're going to take some notes. Start writing down some things. Allow me to tell you something. All right? Start writing stuff down. One thing you need to start writing. This is the first thing you're going to start writing. Remember this. You will know if a girl likes you is two things. Write this down. She shows interest in things that has nothing to do with her. Good example. You don't have to write this down, but that's the one. I mean, she's showing interest in something that she doesn't like. That's what I'm talking about. Write that down. But the other part is I'm going to tell you what I mean. A good example. You were in the U.S. military. You were never... She was not in the military. Has no interest in that. But she's listening to you and showing interest and laughing at something that has nothing to do with her. Do you see what I'm saying? And she's laughing and giggling and having a good time laughing and looking and and biting her eyes at you. And you are just, and she's just laughing at your jokes and they're not funny. Do you know what I mean? But she's showing interest. Vice versa. Red pills. Listen. Same thing I want you to do. You like you, you like some girl, show interest in her, do that. Now, I'm going to tell you something that is a very effective tool. Write this down. Listening is the key. Yes, listening is the key. Here's an example. You got your girlfriend. Your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your life partner, your, your um, LBGTQ, the pronouns, whatever person you have in your life. Your bae, your boo, whatever you got nickname upon that person. Here's what I want you to do. Listen carefully. That person's telling you, that person comes in and starts telling you about their day. First thing you want to do is, one, start listening. Listen. Show interest in their job. I mean, literally, just show interest. Doesn't matter what they're talking about, just be interested. Be like, really? How was your day? Oh my God, let me tell you about my day. This girl got the nerve, blah, blah, blah. And you'd be like, really? Why would she really? They don't value you, do they? And then she would say, yes, they don't. Yes, show interest. Another key, another key factor, this is not simping. Everybody thinks it's simping. This is not simping. What you want to do is you want to be valued. You want to be a high value to the person you're with. I'm not saying you're looking for a high-value woman. You want to be high-value to the person you're with. And the way to be high-value is to do two things. Is to project what you ask. So a good example is let's give an acknowledgement. Let's say you decide, you go, I'm looking, I want to, I want to go to, I want to take a, I want to take a bath. I want to take a shower. I want to get in. I want to take a bath. You know, say I want to take a bath. I want a nice little relaxing bath water. Knowing that 
you and your girl want want the, you know you know your girl always likes bubble baths and stuff. Here's what you do. You're not simping. You make her you make her her favorite bath water. Put put a bunch of flowers, get a bunch of real flowers and put the petals everywhere around. Lay those everywhere and then go sit there and watch TV. Put on your favorite movie. Whatever movie you like. Here's a good example. My favorite movie I like is I like Heartbreak Ridge. Good, good, a good fictional movie, but it's a military movie. I like that one. I also like the Green Beret. That's the one with John Wayne. Some people say, you know, they think John Wayne was this racist guy. I mean, to me, I mean, I'm not really, I'm not looking at John Wayne as whatever he is. I mean, he's an actor. Hey, actors are actors. No matter what their political views are, they're actors. So he played that movie. I liked that movie. That was a good movie. It was filmed. It was filmed in Fort Bragg. It was filmed on Fort Bragg's base. So, so that's something that I I actually I actually like. So, so I like Fort. I like the movie, and it's good. Good movie. Green Bread. One of my other favorite movies that I really really like is I like the movie Soylent. Soylent Green. Really good movie. That's one with Charlton Heston. It's about the food shortages in the world and stuff. I really love that movie. Another good movie that I like is Logan's Run. God, I love that movie. Michael York and all of them. Peter Ustinov and all of them. Michael York. I love that movie. It's one of my it's one of my cult classics that I like. I like old classic movies. Some people say I'm also I like every episode, the old Star Wars. I like all the different ones. I like Star Trek. Yes, I do. I also like, you know, things that's what I was telling you. Those are things that I like. See what I mean? So what you do is you make her her favorite water, have her have everything she wants, give her like a mimosa. Now, a mimosa, for you guys you don't know, is some champagne with orange juice. That's a mimosa. With a nice strawberry cut in half, cleaned, and dropped in there. That's a mimosa. More more champagne, less of the orange juice. That's a mimosa. But to each his own. Alright. Yeah, well. And that's what a mimosa is. So now you know what that is. We're good. Now, what I am going to tell you is this. That's right there. You need to do that. And then go put your favorite movie in. Don't be gaming. If you're a gamer type guy, don't do that. We we're red pills. We game. We game on our time, not when she's around, because we don't want. See, there's a thing. Never let your woman. Never let your part. Never let the person you love know certain things. About, I mean, unless you're married. Married, that's different. Never let your girlfriend or boyfriend know certain things about you. Make it a mystery. Keep it a mystery. Keep it a secret. Just some things that you don't want them to know about. About you. You want to keep that a secret. And you need to keep that a secret. The reason being is because you want the world to know less. Less is best about you. But more is inviting. That's what I mean. So she got her water. She's um, She comes home from work. You tell her, you tell her how was her day. She starts talking and getting all 
Oh, my day. Oh, you don't know the day that I have. Oh, my God. Oh, I hate my life. This day really sucks. And this is fucking bad and bullshit. This is bullshit. And she's just rambling on. You know what you do? You start you start taking her purse. Give me your purse. You start doing this. You start doing that. Now, you say, hey, your bath water's waiting on you. Oh, she says, oh, and then she would, hey, uh, most women would be like, what did you do wrong? Do you know what you say? She, and when she starts, when she starts throwing that question, like, what did you do wrong? You say, oh, caught seeing with, oh, being with you, that's what I did wrong. Got caught being with you, that's what I did wrong. And then walk away. And then go sit down and turn your movie on. And she'll be like, uh, and she'll be like, uh, what's for dinner? She says, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about dinner. We good. She'll be like, what do you mean we good? What do you mean we good for dinner? Just say, we good. And then you turn around and you make sure you have her favorite foods. This is all about her that day. This one day. All about her. And when you're done, here's what you say. When you're done, completely done about doing whatever you're doing, this is what you tell her. You, you tell her after you got everything you say see that you go didn't that didn't you like that and then she says well yeah I did well good because that's the last time you're ever going to get that the very last time you're ever going to get that because you know why and when she says why it's because how come it's because I don't get those things and you say and then when she says oh I win tell me when let me know when. Because I can tell you when it never happened. So enjoy yourself. Bye. And then just say bye. Keep quiet and just say bye. That's all you got to do. That is it. One and done time. All right, now start writing this down. Listen to this. You need to, not, you need to respect yourself before you can respect a woman. Or another person. Before you can respect them, before you can respect anybody, respect yourself. Yes, you are the prize. Do you understand me? You're the prize. No one else. You're the object of every person's desire. Let me let me claim. Allow me to claim something about this. Allow me to tell you something that you need to understand. You're the prize. You won. I lost. You're the winner. Listen carefully. You're the winner. Because you know why you're the winner? You're the most high value person in, in someone's life. If you if they don't believe if you don't believe that, allow me to help you make sure they believe you. You're the prize. They're not. You are. Why? Just for them being with you, they've actually won. That's how you need to tell them. You've actually won. And when they say, um, I don't get it, um, well, I'm, uh, no, you won. Just say, I won. When, and they say, what do you mean I won? You say, because. Just say, because you're the prize. That's all you need to say. Just say, you're the prize. That's right, because the reality is, you won. You're the winner. You're not a loser. You're the winner. 
you won the million dollar prize and that is you your life is the most important thing and you are the most value you're the most high value person in someone's life no one else is you are so keep pushing you're the most valued person in someone's life there's nothing more valued than you you are the winner you are the prize how do you say it? the eyes on the prize you're the prize yes remember that you're the prize and keep remembering that you're the prize you're the winner not the loser that's that's what I mean you're the prize okay now write this down listen carefully write this down an asshole is a good soul remember that an asshole is a good soul if you don't if you don't realize that now you need to realize that an asshole is a good soul and if you don't know what that means simple that means if you're an asshole you're still a good soul just because you're an ass doesn't mean that you're bad there's always good in everybody remember that there's always good in everybody there's always good in everybody okay so it really doesn't matter how you do things there's always good in everybody and it doesn't matter who who it is alright there's always good in, there's always a good soul in everyone whether you're a good soul or a bad soul there's always good in everyone and that's what makes you who you are remember that red pill now we're going to start doing some little bit deepness we're going to do, do, do some soul searching ready we're going to do some soul searching alright and the soul searching is this you are going to start digging within yourself because you're going to start now you're going to start start making yourself more valuable you are the high value person right now you're the most valuable person in in the world yes now you are the high value we're going to start making you the most valued thing there is there's nothing valuable and nothing more precious than you you are the prize eyes on the prize that is you do you understand you are the prize no one's more prize value than you you have the key everyone you know what here's what I want you to do write this down center of the world center of the world that's all you need to know center of the world what does that mean is this allow me to tell you you need to make yourself the center of attraction. Center of attraction. Watch this. Good example. This is what I want you to do. The next time, this is what I want you to do. Next time I want you to do is, when you go into a room, and there's a room crowded full of people, walk in. When you walk in the room, all I want you to do is this. Just one thing. When you walk in this room, when you walk in that room, all I want you to do is one thing. Walk in that room 
Walk up, walk in that room and own that room. Own that room. That room is yours. Own it. Make that room your room. That's no one else's room but yours. Own the room. Own that room. Make it becoming you. Yes, that is your room. Own that room. Everybody in that room should know you. You need to become a center of attraction. Let me show you something. Let me tell you what I mean. Um, let me tell you what I did. Let me tell you something. I want you to do this. This is what I say. Own that room. This is what I did one day. One day, I, I went into a room. I was invited. I was invited to a private party. I was invited to this private party. And I got into the party. And when I got into the party, the, the person who, who ran the party invited me. The guest, the, the person who threw the party, she invited me because I knew her. I knew her because we both worked at this job. Work, we worked at this one restaurant, and I was a waiter. And she, she said, um, she said, I would love for you to come. She said, um, you just gotta come. Show up, be there. You'll have fun. Well. When I came there, she forgot to tell me that it was a room full of snobby, snooty, uppity, uppity white, uppity rich people. White, rich, you know. It was all uppity rich white people, you know. It was uppity rich white people, you know. That's what it was. It was all these snooty, uppity white people. You know, and that's what it was. Oh, stay high. Yeah, uppity white people, they were rich. And these rich people were really, really rich. And they all had opinions. And they were very, very, very conniving. You know, conniving, and they just were—they were—they were the type of people that when you when you hear them talk, you knew that they were the kind of people that like, wow. They were the type of people like they were like, wow. You could tell they had money. They were the type of people that were like old school money, that kind of thing. They they were that kind of old school kind of people, you know. They were that kind of old school type, you know, and they had that kind of old school money, you know, and that's what they had. They had old school money and they were old school people with that kind of money. So I sat there and I watched them and I, and I walked in the room and everybody was there and I owned the room because when I came in, I made sure I owned that room. That room was my room. Wasn't no one else's room but mine. I owned the room. That's how I did it. I owned that room. I cleared I cleared house. I came in. I walked in. I said, hey, how you doing? Oh, hey, how you doing? I'm J.R. Bell. Hey, how you doing? I'm J.R. Bell. I'm J.R. Bell. I went around introducing. I bumped into my... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm J.R. Bell. By the way. Hey, how you doing? I'm J.R. Bell. The reason why? Because I didn't know anybody there. She turned around and she was like, J.R. JR, what are you doing? You're here. Good. I gave her a hug and she's like, glad you're here. She's like, I am glad you're here. I was like, thank you. 
we started talking. She started telling me about all her talking about how bad about she started telling me about her day. Man, oh, it was a bad day today. My day, it was bad day today. I was like, oh really, what happened? I was like, oh what happened? I mean I didn't I'm excited I didn't I wasn't with her so I didn't know. So she was telling me about how her day was bad. And I was like showing interest. And all of a sudden, um her one of her friends that was there was like who's that kept asking who is that oh that's JR that's my that's one of my co-worker she said JR that's one of the other um that's one of the other servers it's one of the other um bar, um server wait sir wait staff that's one of the other wait staff people one of the other waiters she works where I work at and she was like really yes And I shot, and she was really impressed. And they were like, really? I am so in awe. She was in awe that I, you know. And then she, and then all of a sudden, I she, I walked in, I walked by, and this guy tapped me. He says, KR is it? You said your name's JR. Yes. Let me ask you a question. And he goes, got a question. What do you think of these tax cuts implemented by the president? See, at the time, the president was... At the time, the president was William Jefferson Clinton. Bill Clinton. That was the president. That's who was the president, Bill Clinton. And the guy goes, he started asking me what do I think about the tax cuts that the president is putting out. Well, to be honest with you, it's not aligned with my personal beliefs or my agenda. Um, and I go, due to the fact that I'm a Republican, I really just don't see why why the president would um, be in favor for me. I'm a Republican. And, he, and they looked at me like, you, a Republican? Really? Yes. I'm a, I'm a Lincoln Republican. I said, I'm a um, Lincoln Republican. There's two Republicans. There's this modern Republican. I'm a Lincoln Republican. I would say a Reagan Republican, but I don't want to offend a lot of people, so I try not to say Reagan. Even though I do like Reagan's... Uh, some of Reagan's tax cuts were, were designed to... To better um, help, you know, more people, uh, more people, but it actually ended up because what they did was they they made it harder to get, they made it harder for our people people to um, to do, you know, better programs stuff. And he was like, we went on and on and on. Then we started talking about religion. He got into religion, and I don't do religion. I always say, I always say when I'm in a meeting, never talk religion or politics. But he went in on religion. And I didn't too much have anything to say about religion because I just like, well, whatever. I let him have his beliefs. Then he started going into politics, and then he, we went hardcore onto politics and stuff. And then he started talking about sports, and that's when I blew him up, and I chewed, and I went on him, and I told him how I viewed, how my views are when it comes to um, sports. He said, who's your favorite team? I said, um... I said, who's your favorite basketball team? I said, uh, Minnesota Lakers. He said, Minnesota don't have a basketball team. Yeah, they did. Lakers. And that's what I had. I said, Lakers, Minnesota Lakers. And he and he didn't believe, he, he couldn't believe me that Minnesota had a basketball team. They did. They moved to LA, became the LA Lakers. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, Great Lakes Lakers, yeah. 
He's like, oh, so you like the Vikings? No. Good team. I said, no, no, I like, um, I like the Chiefs. I like the Rams. Rams are good. And he says, really? Yeah, I like the Packers. I'm a Bart Starr type Packer. I'm a Fred Dreyer type of Ram. And he's like, Fred Dreyer. Was he a Ram? Yeah, he was a Rams quarterback. He's like, really? Johnny Oneidas. And I was going old school on him. They were like, wow. I like the old Houston Oilers. Houston Oilers. Wow. So, you know, I'm old school and we and I knew about certain things and we I knew I knew sports. So that really impressed them. One, I knew what I and I can help the conversation. Then they started talking about the economy and oil and like big words. You you started using big words and stuff when it came to the economy. All I said was when it came to the economy, I said, see, under this current I said, under this current administration, if yeah, under this current administration, right? It doesn't matter who... Here, I told him, here's something that you need to understand. And he goes, what? It doesn't matter who's in power. It doesn't matter who's in the office. That person has no say-so on what goes on. He's just the person who lied the best that got in office. He looks at me and he goes, really? I said, Yes. Whoever lies the best is the one that's going to get in office. Yeah, that's basically what it is. He goes, really? I said, yes. That's how it is. Because it's just not the perfect thing. He's like, wow. And we were, he was in awe. He says, and one lady was like, no, that's not true. She said, oh, President Clinton's a really good president and he does a really good job. Not necessarily. The tax cuts that he implemented are not his tax cuts. And they go, what do you mean? Those are his wife's tax cuts. That man doesn't know how to do anything. And I go, you see what happened when he was governor? That state, that state, that state's program, that state had a higher unemployment in that state was at an all-time high. Because when he was governor, unemployment was high. Yes. Yes. When he was governor, unemployment was at an all-time high. And and then all of a sudden, she goes, he goes, she said, the lady said, no, that's not true yet. It is true. You need to, you need to do your, you don't, you need to do your homework. You haven't did your homework, have you? She says, what do you mean? Like I said, like I said, as president, he's not really president. His wife's actually running the White House because all the things that he wants, those are all her programs. Those are programs that she implemented. She wrote up a manifesto on how she can create the better job programs. Yes, that's her. Yeah, and all those programs, those tax cuts were all her. So, and guess what happened? That lady was like, uh-uh, uh Don't believe... Oh, ask that guy right there. Trust me. Ask him. 
and she saw who he was. He, and that guy was one of the local newspaper. He was a political analyst for the local paper. And the local paper at the time was the Kansas City Star and Times. He worked for both of them. And so when he um, when he came in, when he was there, he was at the party. First thing he did was she literally asked him, she went over, we, we brought him over, and she, I said, you ask him. I won't ask him because I mean, it'd be, it'd be, it would be wrong of me because ladies always go first. So, guess what happened? So, I sat there. So, I sat there and I kept quiet. She goes up to the guy and the first thing she said was, she said, can I ask you a question? You're you're, you're the political journalist at the Kansas City Star, right? Also the Times. He goes, yes, also the Kansas City Times. Yes, I do the Times as well. She goes, oh, okay. She goes, let me ask you a question. Under under our current, the, the president of the United States, tax cuts and all those things that he wrote out, those are his, isn't it? He goes, well, yes, there's a president. I told you. She said, see, he even, he said it. But did he say but? He said, but. He goes, but, to be honest, those were his wife's tax laws. She wrote that when she was in college as a lawyer, went to law school. She had one of her theses was about how if she was president, she would, what would she do? As far as tax laws and tax cuts. What? The lady couldn't believe it. And she was like, she asked me, she goes, how the hell did you, you know, she was in awe. Because she didn't know that I knew what I knew. All she could think of was how the hell did I know what I knew. And I knew it. And all I told her was, I know what I know. And it shocked her because now I knew something she didn't know and it pissed her off. Yep, guess what? And that's how I did it. Yep. And it made her mad. See what I mean? That's something I'm going to tell you honestly, students. When you get with someone and you know something more than they do and you're more educated than they are, it kind of pisses them off. I'm telling you, it happens. That actually happened. Seriously. Allow me to tell you something. I had this one where I had this one thing where I knew this. I had this one lady. I knew everything about. I knew. I was. I'm pretty good about learning stuff. So I started studying on different things, different topics, just so I can have a conversation. Because I was a waiter. I mean, I was a waiter, so I need to be able to converse with everyone. So I literally sat there. And we're having this conversation, we're talking, and we're talking, and we're talking, and we're talking, and one day, she came into the restaurant where we worked at, because they, a lot of those snooty people come there because they feel like, they always want to go somewhere and give a challenge, so she would always go to restaurants to challenge people, because I heard that, that's how she tips, based on how well your knowledge is and politics and everything and world politics and stuff so I always watch the news 
I was reading the paper. So one day, I'm standing there. And I'm, you know, doing all my, I'm doing my thing correctly, following the rules and everything. And all of a sudden, she comes in and she sits in my section. I didn't know that she was in my section. I happened to be in the back. And all of a sudden, they come and say, hey, you know that, you know that lady at the restaurant, the, at the party? I'm like, yeah, she's in your section. I was like, ooh, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those kind of things. Ooh, Yeah. Yeah, I was biting my tongue. Yeah, I was biting my tongue. Yes, I was. I didn't say anything. I was biting my tongue. And I bit my lip. Yep, I was biting my lip. And I did. And I bit my lip. She sat at my table. She had a group of people. They were ready. They were fired up. And I'm like, how can I help you? I said, hi, how you doing? My name is Jared Bell. I'll be your server. I'll be your wait server today. How may I serve you? She says, I want this wine. I want it to be this chilled. I want this temperature chilled. I was like, well, yes, ma'am. So I made sure it was at that particular temperature. And I had to, and, and how I did that, I had to get a, I had to get a cook thermometer. And I made sure it was at temperature. And I had, and I put two ice cubes in there. And I cut them in half and put them in there. And brought them. That's how she asked for it. And I did that and she was like in awe. She said, well, now thank you. I couldn't understand that one, but you know, hey, to each his own. Welcome to the real world, you know. But it made her happy. The reason why I say that is because when she sat at my table, I, I ate her up. I, I beat her. I beat her so bad that that woman t- today, if she ever sees me, she will always has a sore throat. She really cannot stand me today. And I'm like in my 50s. That woman got to be at least in her, got to be at least in her 70s or 80s. Yeah, or 70s or 80s right about now. But she cannot stand me. reason why she can't stand me is because I did that see a woman hates it when a man tell like here's something I want you to understand I'm gonna cut this short before I gotta I gotta go but I'm gonna cut this a woman hates a woman hates to be wrong seriously if a woman's ever wrong a woman will a woman hates to apologize I'm telling you they hate to apologize they hate to admit that they're right. They hate to admit that they're wrong. And they hate to apologize. When they do have to apologize, they will say, oh, okay. Well, I guess you were right. What about this? When you were wrong and want to bring up stuff from the past. They always want to bring up the old stuff. We as guys, we don't bring up the old stuff. But they want to bring up the old stuff. So allow me to tell you something, Red Pill students. When they bring up the old stuff, you start bringing up the old stuff. Hit them back. Go for the jugular. All right? I want you to go for the jugular, okay? All right, everybody, listen. This is J.R. Bell from I Got Your Six Podcast and Red Pill University. 
I want to tell you I love each and every one of you. I want to thank you. I appreciate you for listening. A lot of my stuff is mostly just, look, people think it's rambling, but it's just being honest. I, I just keep, I'm, I'm telling you what it is about being a red pill, and I want you to be honest, all right? So, I want you to have a good time. I want to thank you for listening to another red pill university election. I always say write certain things down. The reason why I want you to write certain things down, because those certain things are things that you need to know that's important for you, mainly for you and me. It's not about me. It's all about you. All right. I want you to understand and have a good time. I want you to be able to have something that you can actually be able to have this mindset that you can be truly having this wonderful time. So I want y'all to be true to yourself. Be honest. I want y'all to have a great time. I want y'all to live life. And remember, study, educate yourself. Knowledge is the key. if You want to be successful. All right. And you want a high value woman. You want to get a high-value woman, you need to become the best high-value man you can be. You, can, you can't be a high-value woman. You can't get a high-value woman if you're not a high-value man. Do you understand? So if you're, not, if you're not ready, if you're not the perfect man, why would, you want, why would you want to find the perfect woman? Good example. Let me tell you something. Good example. I found a woman. I met a woman. I'm going to cut this short, too. I met this woman, and she was perfect. She had everything that I was looking for as far as a um, as high value. She met she met all the she met all the checks. She checked all the boxes. Out of all the boxes, only one I did not I did not it didn't resonate with me, and I checked and I did not like about her. And you know what that one was? That one was she did not make me laugh. She wasn't funny. She didn't make me laugh. Oh, she had she had her own money. She um, she didn't like what I liked, and that right there, I can overlook that. But what she didn't like, when I say she didn't like what I like, and it, it was just the value, something about value that she didn't have for me. She didn't have anything of value that I liked, and I really um, it annoyed me about that. It really irritated me that that the values weren't there. So that's why I end up, I had to let her go. That's when I was real young and stuff. I was immature. And so whatever I do that again, no, I would. Yeah, I wouldn't do that again. But I do say that that was a time in my life when I was young, immature, and I just was just picky. I was real nitpicky. Nowadays, I'm not. I'm more mature and more understanding. But like I said, I will catch y'all in the next Red Pill University talk. This is J.R. Bell from my Guys Podcast and Red Pill University doing these lessons on red pills. A lot of people say this is a bunch of nonsense, but it's also gems that are thrown in with all the nonsense. All right. I will catch you in the next Red Pill podcast. All right. This is J.R. Bell from my Guys Podcast featuring Red Pill University. I'll talk to you later.